Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome to episode 201, fam. Today, we are going to be speaking to all of my rave parents, all my rave mamas, my moms to be. This has been a long time coming and something that I really wanted to cover on the podcast now that I am pregnant. So I am in my third trimester, guys. We only have a couple months left here. Some of you might know I've been preparing a lot for that. And today's guest who goes by at the crazy rave chick is somebody I've been following online for a long time. She does incredible um, tips and advice videos for festival goers. She is also very open about her journey um, being a mom. She has a three-year-old son. So I really just wanted to pick her brain about how she juggles everything between motherhood, being a content creator, going to festivals and raves with her husband. So we're going to dive into all of that today. Lots of good stuff here. Um, Again, if any of you guys are ever thinking about having kids in the future, I just feel like this is something we should be talking about a lot more. So super excited to have her on. Before we dive into things, fam, I wanted to shout out a couple festivals that I am currently promoting for. So if you guys need tickets, last minute tickets, that is, to Day Trip LA, I've got you covered. I also have Moonrise Festival. I have Three Points in Miami, Interstellar, which is a brand new Insomniac event, which is really exciting between Factory 93 and Dream State. That one looks awesome. And then Escape as well. So again, Day Trip LA, Moonrise, Three Points, Interstellar, and Escape. If you guys want to buy your Insomniac tickets through me, through a trusted source, I really, really appreciate it. I do earn affiliate earnings on that, and I appreciate you guys using my links. I am going to be doing some ticket giveaways inside of our Rave Culture Cast Facebook group because I cannot use the comped tickets in the next couple of months, so I want to pass them along to you guys. So if you're not already a part of our Facebook group, all of that along with our socials at Rave Culture Cast are all listed down below. So definitely feel free to join the group, and if you guys just want to purchase your Insomniac events tickets through me, Everything will be linked down below. All right, with all that being said, let's dive into today's episode with Kaylee, who goes by at the crazy rave chick. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Today, I am joined by a creator and fellow rave mom who I've been following for a couple years now. We've met in person a couple times who goes by at the crazy rave trick. I'm sure some of you guys have seen her content online before, but uh, she shares really helpful tips and advice on navigating music festivals and live events and raving. Uh, She's also been one of the most visible figures, in my opinion, who shared her journey being a mom and navigating juggling motherhood creating content, going to festivals and raving. And I'm really excited to have her on so we can finally have like an official rave mom episode talking about this. So (laughs) I'm super excited to have you, Kaylee. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. How have you been? How have you been feeling? (laughs) I'm good. I've been feeling pretty good. I've been lucky. We're definitely, I'm like 29 weeks now. So we're starting to like, yeah, get the slowdown. Like I can feel myself slowing down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But other than that, we've been feeling good. And how was your life? What is the latest with you? You just got back from EDC. I did. I feel like I'm partially still recovering from that. I actually got sick from that. So it kind of took me out Mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, um, me and my son. So 
just still getting back into like routines and work and all of that, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What number EDC was that for you? Because I know you've done a lot. It was five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we were just saying you have John Summit coming up as the next big event. (laughs) I know. He's so nice of him. He's coming for my birthday weekend. I'm (laughs) so excited. So are you based in Miami? I'm about 45 minutes north of Miami. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. Nice. And were you born and raised in Florida as well? Uh, Yeah, I was. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, today, uh, before we dive into like all of the topics we're going to talk about, I just wanted to like let everybody know the scoop on you and a little bit more about your background and how you got into raving. So if you could share like your your rave story with us. Sure. So um, my husband is who got me into raving. Um, I met him in 2015 and he was like fresh rave baby. Like he had just gone to his first ultra Mm-hmm. And he was going to EDC Las Vegas. So he was like all in it. And like, that's all he played in his car. And I was just like, regretfully now, of course, but I was like a EDM hater. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really can't even explain it because I had like Skrillex and Swedish House Mafia like on my, in my library, but I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't, like, I, I can't with this. So mm-hmm. um, when Ultra was coming back around in March, they had just announced Dead Mouse on the lineup. And he was like, I'm going, you can come, you could not come, but I'm mm-hmm. like going. And I was like, I can't have FOMO. Like I have right. to go and see what this is about. So um, I went and here we are now, pretty much. I was obsessed ever since that point. Wow. What was it about Ultra? Like, do you remember that weekend and like what got you hooked? I mean, it's just like everything. I think I actually kind of posted about this recently too, like the energy, like, so we had like these weird VIP passes where we got to go in before the festival opened. Mm-hmm. And so we were like standing there and you can see everyone like run in. And I mean, literally everybody yeah. runs into the gates and it was just like the energy and like everybody just loving something so much, like mm-hmm. all together. It was just like the vibes, the music, like all of it. I was just like, I want to be part of this. That's so awesome. And how did it, it change then for like, you and your partner after that like did it bring you guys closer because you can because I know you go to all your festivals together too yeah we do we we go to everything together it definitely brought us closer because it's our thing that we do and Mm -hmm. I mean back then of course we didn't have a child and way less responsibility so we were like spontaneously at any point in time like let's go to the club like Mm -hmm. as much as we could at that time so yeah it definitely brought us closer that's awesome. And when, when did you know, like he was the one? My husband? <laughs> yeah. We like, we, we count the first day that we really met as like our anniversary date because like okay. from that point we were inseparable. So mm-hmm. I feel like it was pretty early on that like we both knew he like told yeah. his mom, like the next day he met me that he was going to marry me. I was Aww. like, sure he said that, but yeah. <laughs> he, he swears he does. So it was definitely early on. That's so awesome. Yeah. So then, I mean, did you guys, I, I don't think I know this, but when you got married, did you incorporate like raving into your wedding or anything? Oh yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> um, our first dance, um, when I met him, when I met Curtis, um, he, we had gone to like a club after we, we met during kickball. We were on a kickball team. Okay. And so we had like a 
kickball event and we went to the club and then like that next morning he texted me and was like this is our song and I was like okay I don't know if this is cute <laughs> or creepy <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> now I'm like of course it's so cute but I was like uh. but it was um a Chris Lake song a remix of um oh my god now I'm not gonna be able to think of the name of the song <laughs> I'm like trying Anyways. to think Chris like 2015 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but that was our first dance song. We walked back up the aisle to Oliver Heldens. Our closing song was Losing It. I'm pretty sure. Like the whole, that's our awesome. whole playlist was EDM music. I mean, EDM. That's, that's so awesome. I was going to say, we have a lot of the same like favorite artists as well, which I always appreciate because I know you're such a big, you're a big Heldens fan yeah. <laughs> as well. Other than some, who are some other one big ones for you? Big uh, favorite artists? <laughs> right now, Eli Brown is like, up there like we're yes. also going to see him at space um nice. in july because his set at edc las vegas was like our favorite of the weekend so mm -hmm. yeah him um i love side piece um wax motif all the house well yeah. i know he he my <laughs> husband changed me from like bass music to house, house and it, it was, it's been slow but yeah there. i'm like Down the rabbit now hole. i need to get into like techno more Yes. Yeah. That's the next, I mean, Eli Brown's a good intro to that. And I don't know if you saw, like, I'm literally kicking myself that I can't go to Izu this year, but Hilo is doing a back-to-back -back with Eli Brown. <laughs> I could not work yesterday. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out how can we just go on Sunday and he, my Curtis is like, you're crazy. Wait, we're yeah. not going, but I, <laughs> I'm really upset about the Hilo back-to-back. -back. Hopefully that means that will happen again at some point, but yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, oh God, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I know. Cause I love we saw Hilo go back to back with Test Pilot at Ultra, and mm -hmm. again, one of our favorite sets of that weekend. So That's him so and Eli Brown, I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna pop off on that. There's gonna be a whole separate Izu for episode. But, um, <laughs> okay, so then timeline wise, because I'm not sure when did you actually start your page, like your social media pages, and what like prompted you to do that. So it was right after ultra, like I knew we were going, well, okay. So when I first met him, he, like I said, he was going to EDC Las Vegas right after that. We all know the tickets go on sale. Mm -hmm. He actually bought us both tickets for the next year, which knowing now how that all works, I'm like, that was kind of risky. Like we were only right. dating for like a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we bought it for a year out. Um, so that was happening anyways. And so after ultra, I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. We're doing this. We're probably gonna be doing a bunch of other stuff. Like I just got the idea to make the page, um, the name, I don't know. It just came to me. I thought it would be fun. if people were like, you're the crazy rave chick. And that yeah. is what happens now. <laughs> I mean, most of the time they're like, you're that crazy girl. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to like make people feel like they were there if they couldn't be and those mm -hmm. are a lot of the comments that I got in the beginning was like thanks for posting this like I feel like I'm there with you so mm -hmm. that was like the goal at the time social media was so different in 2016 yeah. than it is now right where were you primarily posting on Instagram well yeah I mean there was no TikTok and yeah yeah true I just the long form video I just never felt like I could tackle for YouTube so mm -hmm. it was just Instagram at the time that I was nice. doing nice and yet you're so right. Yeah. There was no reels. Like it was very fucking different. The platform then seven years later now. Yeah. Stories. Yeah, like, exactly. Like everything I was posting was on Snapchat and then like Instagram, maybe there was Instagram stories, but people weren't using them the same way. So right. then once people started using them like that, I was, I ditched 
Snapchat. Like I don't use that anymore. And mm-hmm post everything was on Instagram but it wasn't still the same kind of um video yeah. content that we're you that we're doing now right and when you like started in those earlier years like 2016 17 18 were you doing like videos from just the shows fashion yeah because I know obviously your page has a lot of different topics under it now but like those first few years what were you kind of like posting This one is for all my rave and festival fashion and beauty girlies. If you haven't already checked out Lunatics, you guys are missing out. They make some of the coolest rave and festival fashion and beauty items, including face gems, different types of glitter, biodegradable glitter, hair extensions, accessories, some fashion as well. Uh, You can use code Emma K to save 10% off your orders at Lunatics. I bring my Lunatics accessories to every single festival. All of the face gems, the body stickers are Lunatics. They have temporary tattoos. The paint pods are fantastic. They are neon paint that I wear as eyeliner or makeup and some of them glow under black light which look absolutely insane. So again, head over to Lunatics.com and use code Emma K to get 10% off your orders. Happy shopping fam. I feel like most of it was just like, like my first video that went like kind of viral was just like marshmallow at the club. Like I was just Mm. posting videos. I was posting my outfits, but I mean, if you think of the fashion back then, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like fashionable really. So it wasn't those kind of tips and it didn't, it didn't dawn on me to start sharing the value and the tips until TikTok really took Mm -hmm. over. Yeah. Yeah. And then that changed things. Did you, when did you start TikTok during the pandemic? Um, I had it, but I didn't really like go deep into Mm -hmm. it until I feel like August, like it was the summer of like 2021. So it took me a while to Mm -hmm. really like, I was very much like, oh, I have to have another platform. Like really, Instagram is already (laughs) so hard. Like, yeah. (laughs) So it took me a while to be like, okay, this, is where the value is. Plus I just like how informal you can be and Mm -hmm. really more authentic. I feel like on TikTok. Yeah, definitely agreed. Okay. And then I'm trying to get all the timelines, right? So then going back a little bit when, okay. When did you get pregnant? And was that like a, how did that conversation go with your husband? Were you planning for a while or like, yeah. When did kids enter the chat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we got married in 2019. We definitely wanted to have a baby. We we went to EDC Las Vegas on our honeymoon. So nice. wasn't going to be before then, mm-hmm. um, but it was soon after we got married. And then I truthfully, like, I mean, you never know, especially with how much you see on social media now, it kind of got mm-hmm. in my head, like, maybe I can't get pregnant that fast. So like we did mm-hmm. start trying right up away after EDC Las Vegas just in case that wasn't going to happen yep but it did and yeah. <laughs> I was pregnant in July and found out in August okay four weeks later so yep yeah that's that's what happened that's so I'm I was this exact same as you same thing like my husband was ready way before me, but same thing. I was like, you just don't know how long it's going to take. So like, why don't we just start trying? And we got pregnant like the second or third time. It was like literally immediate. I was like, okay, <laughs> guess we're diving like right into this, but it's how it was supposed to happen. So, yeah. so you had your son when, and how old is he now? 
Um, so I had him in April, right when COVID started. So he's three okay. now. Yeah. Oh my God. What's his name again? It's KJ. It's Curtis Jr. KJ. Oh, that's so cute. Okay. So he was born April, 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. And what was that like? Jeez. Navigating um, everything. I, I can't even imagine the stress. Oh yeah. I mean, cause right when it started, we didn't know anything. There was no testing. Mm-hmm. Nobody could be with us at the hospital. My mom like would come and drop food off for us. Cause the hospital food is mm-hmm. hopefully it's better where you are. It is not it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause she would like bring food and leave it outside and they would let him like Curtis go down and get it. But, um, yeah, it was scary and it's really sad because like, I didn't have anybody come over that first month. Um, mm-hmm. really it was just me and Curtis home by ourselves with a baby, not knowing Jeez. what we're doing. Because yeah. You just, I didn't want to take that risk and then the baby get COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like, it was very, my mom used to come over and sit in the driveway and we'd be like far away from each other. Oh. Yeah. It was yeah. Like yeah. You don't, I mean, there were so many things like that you think about that were obviously were like completely different, but I, I felt for like any new moms or people who had toddlers during that time, like then switching to like in home schooling and everything. Like, like I can't even imagine like during that time, just trying to navigate all of that. Plus like your hobbies and I mean, everything is taken away. Not even like your hobbies are like probably the least concern, but yeah, you're just at home for a year. I guess like in Florida, things opened up a little bit quicker, but still like, yeah, they did, but like there wasn't events going on. Yeah. So, like we yeah. would watch sets on TV and stuff. Um, when mm-hmm. I got pregnant, I knew I probably wasn't going to be doing much and right. like ultra would have been probably the next big one or ED, it was ED Orlando was coming up and then ultra mm-hmm. would have been after that, but I would have been nine months pregnant for ultra. So right. right, right. Going to happen. And I was like, let's just do one day of ED Orlando. Mm-hmm. We did that, but then after that, I didn't go to an event for, I don't know, from a year after my son, my son was almost one. Right, right. But before I went to another event. So I remember that time. now. Yeah, at EDC yeah. Orlando, you were pregnant when I first met you in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like 15 or 17 weeks pregnant, something like that. So I was like, please, like, we just have to do one day. Like, I can't. Right. The <laughs> thought of not, and then you didn't know that COVID was going to happen and everything's mm-hmm. So no, so it's good that you went. Yeah. And I, I do want to just kind of like chat about that too. Cause I know obviously it's like been a hot topic lately with the woman who gave birth at EDC Las Vegas, but like, obviously there's just so many friggin' opinions about like going to festivals while you're pregnant or how people feel about it. And I feel like you as the parent and the pregnant person consulting with your doctors and all of that is like, what's important and everyone's comfort mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. is different, but like for you going to that festival pregnant as well, or any other shows you did, like what was your experience like? And what was your mindset like around that? Going into it, I was kind of like, like, Hey, I got this. It's like, I was, I was early on, but Mm -hmm. the outfit I wore there, I thought wasn't like too tight, but it still was, even Mm -hmm. though it was just a little bit of a belly and I changed into leggings and that I was just very uncomfortable, even though it was so early on. Mm -hmm. So we did end up leaving early. And in my head, I was like, if I'm uncomfortable now, yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> later. And like, yeah, you're 29 weeks right now. I remember mm-hmm. after that, like, I would just feel like my son was just going to fall out. So like, right. I couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing EDC Las Vegas in those weeks. But mm-hmm. I mean, if your pregnancy is smooth sailing and your doctor's like, you'll, you're fine. And mm-hmm. you're comfortable with 
how fast you can get medical attention, then yeah, you know, more power to you. I just I'm I'm a little bit on the weaker side. <laughs> you were like I, I can't. I, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. I'm like everybody's totally different because I think oh gosh now Project Low was my last one. Like I cut myself off at six months. I think I might have been like 23 or 24 weeks at that point. But same thing. Like I just made the personal decision. And I'm glad I did now. I was like seven months and on. I just know I don't want to. I just, I'm going to be too tired, too exhausted. Don't want to get bumped into too much smoke. So like took the precautions I could at the festivals I did. Everything went well. Talked to my doctor and then that, you know, was that. But it's just like for you and like having your page, I don't know. I just felt like just talking about it and sharing the experience because there's so many other women out there right now who are pregnant or who want to get pregnant, who still also want to go to like shows and festivals. And I feel like it's important to show like you can still do that. Yeah, They're just like, can. it's just yeah. your comfort, comfort level and how your pregnancy is going. Yes. Know? Yeah, exactly. How you're, yeah, same thing. Like I was lucky to have like, did not have morning sickness or anything. Mm-hmm serious don't have swollen ankles just yet so I'm like I, I was hanging in there so I felt pretty <laughs> good but yeah like it's it's different for everybody but it obviously changes everything so I'm going to pick your brain about how that's going to go because we're right about to be there as well but how did things change right like after your son I, gu- like I guess those life. first yeah I guess those <laughs> first few festivals because it was different because you were in COVID and there weren't events, but maybe like planning for that first event you did after he was born. Yeah. See, for for me, like I breastfed my son until he was 19 and a half months and Mm -hmm. he did not take a bottle from anyone for a long time. Um, And so when abduction happened in Orlando, um, he was, I think a year or older than a year and he was Mm -hmm. taking a bottle from my mom but just he would not have stayed overnight. So I actually brought them with me to Orlando and she was going to stay in the room with him. Mm-hmm. Um, abduction didn't really happen for that long. So yeah. I didn't really have to worry about that. My body was regulated. So I didn't have to like pump or anything at the festival, but it's still a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. And um, if you do go to an event and you're breastfeeding, you have to take those things into consideration making sure the baby can take a bottle can be away from you. Um, if you're mm-hmm. going to have to pump, I know a lot of, um, I think probably all of them are very accommodating. They let you mm-hmm. bring the pump in and stuff. So right. just a lot of planning for that. Everything is planning. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, well, I mean, yeah. And exactly like everybody's body is different. And even just like, for me, the part I was struggling with the most right now too, is like the time off. I don't know how Alice in Wonderland's doing it because I'm seeing her name popping up on lineups. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she's on the Izu lineup. I'm like, you're having a baby probably like now. I don't know if she did yet. And I was like, okay, again, like everybody's bodies are different, but it's like, I can't even imagine how to plan right now because you just don't know like how it's going to go afterwards or like what stage your body's going to be in by mm-hmm. the time you want to return. So it's kind of like, I feel like you can plan, but there's a part of me that's like, I have no idea what I'm in for. (laughs) So I have no idea how it's going to (laughs) go. Yeah, you really, I mean, and that's the thing you don't know until it's happening. Like Mm -hmm. my son had a lot of difficulties with eating and just all of it. Like I could not have had him and then like gone to EDC Las Vegas two months later. I just couldn't have the way he was sleeping, the way he was eating. So like, Mm -hmm. you just don't know until it happens, but right. You can just try and like know all the different options that you have, I guess. 
for if sure. things go smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as he's gotten like a little bit older too, like what, what are some things that like new parents should consider like planning wise now that they have a, a child? Um, it's still like schedules. Um, I plan, we plan a lot of the, the events that we go to around like my mom. She's the primary one that watches my son. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so he will stay with her. Like we, we go to Vegas for a week. Um, and that's mm-hmm. hard on her <laughs> to have yeah. a toddler for a week, morning mm-hmm. and night that she's not used to now for like 20 years since my brother was a toddler. Right. <laughs> so, um, I try to just really consider her time too. And, uh, just, you know, I can't plan back to back week long festivals anymore. It's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. So we do like ultra, like I said, we do that every year, pretty much that's like down the street from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then EDC Orlando is not that far. So we'll do that. And that's a good space in between. Yeah. We did Vegas when my, in 2022. So he must've been about two or a little over. Mm-hmm. And that was because we had bought them in 2020, the tickets, not okay. everything that was going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of like we had to go because everything was planned. Right. But like knowing what I know now, I could not have bought those tickets in 2020 and gone in 2021 with him right. just being a year old. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it, it you just have to, you know, plan mm-hmm. with your, like, um, with schedules, childcare, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think like one thing too, at least I'm trying to give myself grace with it is like, it's obviously like not going to be forever. Like that first year and obviously the years after are so important, but part of me is just like, even looking at 2024, like don't overdo it or don't over plan. Like you said, like spacing out between like ultra and EDC Orlando. I feel like that's like a really solid amount of time, like mm-hmm. off in between those two. So that's kind of like how I'm thinking of it too. Like I had the, the contract in um, partnership with Groove Cruise already planned for January. And so in my mind, just because I'm a crazy person, I'm like, as much as I'd love to do all these festivals in 2024, I feel like we need to pick like two, like two core ones that are like spaced out enough because you're going to want to be at home with your baby anyway. So (laughs) is unreal. Oh man, talk about it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was having nearly like full blown panic attacks before EDC Las Vegas, like Mm -hmm. just knowing how long it is, God forbid anything were to happen here and I'm not here or Mm -hmm. something happened to us over there. It just, all of it. And then now because he's talking he's like don't leaving me and I'm like you're killing me like yeah I kept telling him like mommy's gonna go get you five toys and I can't (laughs) get them unless I go so Mm -hmm. that was like my selfish way of making myself feel better about it yeah the mom guilt I mean it it's really real it just how does your husband deal like how does he feel about things (laughs) he's like not even yeah dads are not not the same. <laughs> no. And I mean, he is obsessed with my son, but he's like, let's go. Right. <laughs> like, I miss as soon as I leave, I like miss him. So mm-hmm. definitely a different moms and dads don't experience. I don't think the same different energy. Yeah. yeah. It's different. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say too, like it, everybody's like situation is different too, because like you guys go together. So like, 
I think having that conversation with your partner too, like my partner and I have talked about it and even like, I mean, he has work too. So we've like already started talking about Groove Cruise and I'm like, I'm lucky he's home and he doesn't come with me, but still like, I think his mom is going to come up from Florida for that week anyway, just to help. And we're we're already like literally talking about like, yeah, childcare and how that's all going to look. And these are just things you don't have to consider yet before you have kids and it changes everything but i i wanted to ask you too just in general like what is your favorite thing about being a mom like how how has life changed <laughs> it's like the best part of being a mom i don't even know if this is going to make sense is yeah. the fact that i get to be a mom like it is literally the best thing ever mm-hmm. like um you'll you're gonna know very soon like you literally look at this person and you can like tangibly feel the love in your body like Mm -hmm. looking at it outside of your body it's like it's there's nothing that compares yeah I didn't know you could love a person that much like it's the best thing ever and how did he how is he as a, a baby like you always hear like boys versus girls it's like kids but I know every child is different <laughs> um well he's definitely a mama's boy he yeah is my shadow he is with me 24 hours a day because he does birthday <laughs> care and he sleeps with me so we are mm-hmm. together at all times um and I mean otherwise he was kind of a difficult baby my life has been very stressful mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're finally this toddler age is getting to be better and less okay like, but the baby years were they were kind of hard hard yeah, yeah. Have you found in the rape, because I do, I definitely want to talk about too, just like juggling content because like that is a whole other uh, can of worms, but in the raving community, like, have you connected with other moms and like found you're able to like lean on other people who are kind of going through the same thing? Oh yeah. Like I, I can't even, I don't even want to imagine it. Like if there was no social media, like I have connected with the best group Mm -hmm. of rave moms and I feel like it's really important especially like in our community because your regular like normal friends like they're not going to understand everything that we have to go through I feel like like we ask ourselves about what we're wearing or should we be going to a festival should we leaving be leaving our child Mm -hmm. like the mom guilt like I talked about like it's and rave moms are who get every aspect right. of what is already such a difficult journey, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So like, it's amazing to be able to connect with so many other rave moms through social media. That's all. Awesome. I love that. Cause it, I mean, even just from like looking back at like accounts that I followed, obviously like you were one of the first that I can personally remember who was like sharing like, you know, about your son and then also raving and then I had like Aura Life Ash, who's been such a big help and Shannon, like fit to rave. But other than that, I didn't, and I'll have to like pick your brain. I didn't have like too many other moms I could think of who were like sharing that kind of content and same thing, like just picturing it at the time, like years ahead. I I was wondering like how I would, how it would change for me or like, I don't know, we're so passionate. This is the hobby that we chose to do. It's not like these interests go away when you become a mom. So it's like, how do you juggle it and then deal with judgment as well I'm sure from I'm like terrified of like when he goes to school like real school (laughs) like normal parent like I can't imagine going to like a (laughs) meeting and like I I feel like I I don't want to have to hide it but 
I feel like I wouldn't want normal parents because of course the stereotypes that still come along with raving like mm-hmm. it kind of scares me like even with troll accounts like I wonder like is somebody gonna report me or something because I'm mm. raving and I'm a mom or like I don't right. people are crazy on the internet I've seen some yeah. like, really crazy stuff so yeah there are definitely some fears that I have when it when it comes to that stuff but yeah. um, it is important for moms to know that we don't have to give it up and it's okay to still go to festivals dress how you want to dress and mm-hmm. like as long as your kid is taken care of like that's all fine right exactly and I I haven't dealt with the mom girl yet so I can't speak from experience but I do like know like I see people saying like when you're happy as a parent, it makes you a better parent and like still having that time, it, whatever your hobby is, like even just having time away, like for yourself, whether it's like a girl's weekend or a rave is still so important so that you don't lose like your own self-identity in, in becoming a parent too. So I, at least that's what I'm telling myself. I'm like, you need to go do these things that are still going to like enrich your life so you can come back as like a happy person. Honestly, it's person. like affirmations. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. affirmations. Like you have to keep telling yourself like, this is important. It's important for me to have my own hobby. It's important mm-hmm. for me to do what I love. It does make me better. You do need time away. Like mm-hmm. going to EDC and having a week of no responsibilities. I don't have to worry about yep. meeting somebody else. Yep. I can keep in peace. <laughs> like it's so important for like that reset. So yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And then, so do you, going back to like your online personality and stuff like that, how do you juggle creating content? Like what do you batch content? Do you have a schedule? Like how do you get it all done? I wish I could tell you I'm like the super organized <laughs> and I have this schedule, but like yeah. if I could give advice, it would definitely be like have a schedule. I don't know what your or anyone's situation mm-hmm. is. Like I'm lucky enough to have my grandma here every single day. So I'm kind of like sporadic and when I have time and when I have the energy I definitely batch the content like as much as Mm -hmm. you can and like have those ideas of like low energy content where it's like the seven second trend and text on screen and a lot of that kind of stuff um but yeah I don't have a schedule but if you if you only had let's say somebody who could watch the baby one day a week then that would be the day that I like batch the shit out of Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah built up because you don't know, like you might think, oh, I can do it when the baby naps, but then the baby naps for 10 minutes and there goes your whole, you know, plan. So for me, I definitely need somebody watching him for the most part. Like if it's brand content, like I have to have somebody here to keep him away. Right. With TikTok being that it's so informal, I've kind of let go of trying to be perfect on TikTok. So like if Mm -hmm. on his motorcycle and you can hear it in the background, I'm just like, whatever. I want to make a video right now. Like, I'm just going to make this content. So that's kind of the mindset I've tried to have. Yeah. That's such a good point too, just about like the, the short form videos, which any, and sometimes end up being the ones that like pop off anyway, (laughs) go viral. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen so many of yours just like pop off, but it's for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. And it, but it's so true. Like it is good to have that balance of like, okay, sometimes you're going to have to speak direct to camera and like, you're going to need quiet for that. But then other times, like maybe if you're able to like sit on the couch and like multitask you can just like knock out some of those super quick like text-based posts so Mm -hmm. so it's a fine balance of trying to figure out when you can fit it all in (laughs) yeah I mean for me I work at home too and I have him here so I'm like working multiple jobs 
babies not babysitting being a but, mom but yeah. <laughs> babysitting and trying to create content like all at the same time so like literally I can't even I don't think people realize because I have like a couple friends who are like newer creators who will like send me messages being like this is so fucking hard and I'm like yeah we've been out here for a minute it is is. and to keep up with the platforms like whatever your goals are um you just have like obviously you have a passion for it you've created a community you have friends in this community like is that the stuff that like drives you still on like your hard days yeah. Cause like, I, I feel like I get into like ruts a lot, whether it be like, I just don't have energy or like, if I mm-hmm. don't post for a day then I'm like, Oh my God, nobody's even going to care if I post mm-hmm. <laughs> like, get into these like weird ruts yeah. and it's the people that, or especially moms, anybody, but especially moms when I run into them and they're like, because of your content, like I'm at this festival right now, or mm-hmm. because of your content, like I'm wearing what I want to wear, or thank you, the experience is so much better. I was prepared. Like those are the things I try to keep in my mind, so that mm-hmm. I'm like. Sometimes it seems like I'm almost 31. Mm-hmm. I am a mom, when I'm like making these silly videos. Like sometimes yeah. it seems silly, like especially the trend videos. I'm like, yeah. Oh, does anybody even care? And <laughs> then <laughs> when you talk to people and like it really is a big deal to them like that is what keeps me going mm-hmm. it's so important to vocalize that though because like I feel the same as you and I think like a lot of other people can relate like especially as you grow in this scene like we're not the same people we were when we were like 25 like entering mm-hmm. you know like making these videos and I have those same like intrusive thoughts too where I'm just like some things I just don't relate to any, anymore or like I just don't feel comfortable and then I'm like okay is my audience going to be on board with like mm. pregnancy content now <laughs> like is that what they want to that was hard see? for me yeah <laughs> yeah so it's tricky how, how did you kind of adjust to that well back then I feel like I got lost um because I was like right ra- in my head I'm like raving is for younger people they're they're the outfits are for younger people mm-hmm. they're not gonna want to see me pregnant I, like I didn't of course know what the state of the world was gonna be and I'm like who cares about my pregnancy like who's mm-hmm. gonna care and I kind of like the posting died down I didn't know what I know now especially with TikTok how we share tips and mm-hmm. like, all the value that we give now like I I didn't think about it back then. So yeah, the page definitely like went downwards, but now I realize that people do care and there mm-hmm. are other people that can relate. And the same way that we're growing up, a lot of people that we've been in the community with are growing up too. So mm-hmm. you know, they're going to start being at the same life points, I think too, and really relating yeah. to it. Hey fam, just a friendly reminder that if you are planning to attend a camping festival anytime soon, I do have a free camping festival checklist on my website that you guys can feel free to print out and use as your packing list for upcoming events. I also have an Amazon storefront with all of my camping essentials linked. So everything from tents and equipment to accessories to wagons, things that you definitely want to bring with you are all linked on my Amazon storefront. I also have a category of some of my favorite Amazon finds like all of the glasses that I wear. I also have a category on my Amazon storefront with a lot of my favorite rave accessories from Amazon. So a lot of the sunglasses that you see me wearing, some jewelry and things like that, a couple of shoes that I've worn in the past are all linked on there so again you can head over to my amazon storefront to check out my camping festivals uh, list as well as my rave wear and accessories list and of course you can always download my free camping festival checklist on my website that will all be linked down below 
Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with you. And I think like your audience grows with you too. And I have to remind myself that, but like, regardless of the age or where they found you, like once they are on board with you and they're like a loyal subscriber or something like that's how I feel about my favorite YouTubers and people. I'm like, I don't really care how much their life changes. Like I'm here for their journey. I love watching them get married, have kids like it, like you are attached to the person. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like you're going to bring in so many new people who might just find you through mom content or stuff like that. And like, they're around the same age or older. And then they, cause I don't know if you've gotten that, but like, I'll get, I got an email this morning from a man who is I think 58 who took his three sons to EDC. Aww. And I was like, that's so fucking awesome that you're doing that. So like there, yeah, we forget like how many, how big of an age range there is in the scene and there needs to be like more visibility for it. So it's, it is important what you are doing. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes it's, it's hard to keep that there, but yeah, it's, no, it's no, tricky. No. And I'm sure like, tro- I don't want to get too much into the trolling comments because we're keeping this space positive, mm-hmm. but I also like hats off to you because I haven't gotten like too many knock on wood, but I've gotten the dumbass comments already being like, or even DMs, which I think people mean well, but they're like, are you going to stop raving after this? I'm like, can, that's, please don't ask me that. Like, oh <laughs> God. Know, I'm already struggling with that. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, like, um, <laughs> I feel like it could definitely be worse. Like what I've yeah. experienced, but I have like one that sticks out in my head. Somebody was like, why don't you stop being a hoe? Where's your baby's dad? And I'm like, ew with me number one yeah yeah most of the time I just block and delete and I'm like I don't even have the energy for this Mm -hmm. like you're a miserable person with your troll account but sometimes I do like take the time to create content around it because I know like I have the thick enough skin where I realize these are trolls they literally have no Mm -hmm. life and this is what they drive on but you know somebody who might not be trying to be a content creator, but just a mom in the space might Mm -hmm. not have that thick skin. So I want them to realize like, it's okay. Like the last thing motherhood is, it's hard. It's amazing, but it's hard Mm -hmm. and constantly questioning everything that you do. Right. To have to be questioning anything further because you know, some assholes making a Mm -hmm. comment, like I want other people to be able to realize like, it's okay. You don't have to question yourself. You're still a good mom. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's like those there's they're far and few between, but they stick out in your head because it's just ridiculous. But it, it's good to have thick skin. And yeah, I think just to conti- keep pushing through that, because same thing. I remember like one specific comment, too, that was like, you couldn't just take nine months off like on one of my videos. And I was like, no, it's, it's <laughs> no, literally actually, part of my job. <laughs> yeah, like literally part of my fucking job. It's a hobby. We're being safe about it. We've consulted doctors like there's ways to do it. And even like this past weekend, I was at a friend's like bachelorette party and I was actually, I forgot to say this, but like, maybe it's like the millennial generation or it's just people really do value still their hobbies and interests and know you can still have a life. But like, there were so many pregnant women that I saw like in the casinos in Atlantic city and even at the club that we went to. And I was like, honestly, hats off that there's other women here enjoying their freaking night dead sober, like having a good time. So I think it just kind of shows that like things are shifting a little bit. So it's important to talk about it. People think like your life is over when you have a baby. Like it's not, it just gets better and you can still do what you want. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm like, listen, what obviously respectively, like the couple of months are going to be hard, like just changes to your body, everything like, but like you said, 
you know, three years now, it's different challenges that you had when he was a newborn, but you feel like you're, you have a little bit more of like a grasp of a routine now, I would assume, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely more bit. of a routine and definitely different challenges. But once they start talking, it's like game changer. It's so much better when you can communicate mm-hmm. with them. So it makes things just like so much easier. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm like looking forward to that, but also don't want to rush it. So yeah. No, I know you don't want to rush it in that. Like that's (laughs) one thing I would say too, like definitely it's cliche, but like soak up every single second. Cause like Mm -hmm. I can barely remember him as a newborn because the nights were hard and you are like, okay, Mm -hmm. he's just three months old. It'll be a little bit easier. And so you're always like looking ahead, but just like soak that all in and mm-hmm. take videos even when they're not because they don't move that much when they're newborn yeah in my head I was like what am I taking a video like take the videos yeah <laughs> like, like literally okay I know we gotta get on that but oh, any last like tips or advice for either expecting parents or just like moms or dads in the raving community um definitely like once you have the baby, my um, biggest advice, if you are doing this with a partner, like continue to make time for yourselves and connect with each other afterwards, because your whole life shifts to the baby. And mm-hmm. before that, before you have the baby, just <laughs> sleep a lot. And I don't know, do as much as you feel like you might not be able to afterwards. But right. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously like, are there, are there any other like pages or maybe like creators you want to shout out that are also like parents in the space? I know I mentioned Aura Life with Ash and Shannon Fit to Rave, but any other moms that you like to connect um, with? <laughs> I don't know if they're like necessarily like content creators, but just moms that I've connected with are like Kitty Says Plur, I think is her, um, at and rave mommy 20 I don't know if I can remember them off the mm-hmm. top of my head yeah. um they are like you know my go-to moms um I've, I've just I I keep meeting them and a lot of them are having boys so it's like a big ah I already have boys so it's like a big boy mom gang which I love too that's but, awesome yeah nice yeah no I can't wait to join the boy ma- boy mom gang <laughs> that's I already like that. are there fa- I think I've seen like parent Facebook groups for like parents who rave or something like that too. out there and I've like <laughs> thought about I, I want to like have some kind of group chat but it's just like yeah. then it's another it's another thing I have yes going on. <laughs> I know I know it's a lot yeah. uh, well we could ch- chat offline but um before I let you go where can everyone connect with you plug all your socials um primarily Instagram and TikTok is at the crazy rave chick um I am on YouTube but like I just kind of upload the same stuff so yeah <laughs> those, uh TikTok and Instagram are my main places awesome. beautiful and then I know you mentioned you have John Summit any other festivals second half of the year are you doing EDC, Orla- EDC Orlando again yeah I have EDC Orlando planned we have like a couple of things that happen in Miami at three points and then they have like a Halloween festival hocus pocus so we might mm-hmm. do like a day of each if I can swing it yeah. we do like a lot of smaller stuff because so much happens down here in Miami and we have yeah you're in a good space spot and space yeah. is popping off like they do not need to go so hard 
it's really crazy. <laughs> how do you, okay. So then you've navigated it. Like, how do you last? Because I have my bachelorette party there and we literally only made it till 3 a.m. And I missed like the headliner. So I need to have like my redemption at some point. <laughs> okay. So this is our plan this time because yeah. I did not last the first time we saw John Summit there. We got, you always have to have the anytime ticket. Um, and we are going to try to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like adults, so adults rave. You sleep, yep. <laughs> get that sleep in, and then we're gonna try and go. We don't know until the set times come out. I'm praying he does not come on at six a.m. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna sleep and then head to the club first. Trying to get there early. My my mindset the first time was like, let's get there early. I want to be in the front, and mm-hmm. that was not, not it. That was, no, that was not it. So. <laughs> Good we're to gonna know. Try to sleep beforehand, like us uh, thirty plus ravers do. That's how I've heard it. Is. Yeah, I've heard people say like sleep till four a.m., like go there at five, and then because they'll pl- probably play till like eight a.m. anyway, so that way you see you like most like of them. 11. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can't yeah. get there early for that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because we did. Um, we had like a table, and like you usually, like at least in New Jersey and around here, like you're supposed to even in Vegas, like you have to show up for your table by eleven p.m. And I guess that wasn't even the case we could have just like shown up to our table friggin' whenever and we didn't know that mm. so we really got there at 11 and like only lasted till three and it was yeah probably yeah, a waste have to of the table and, have to make it to sunrise That's yeah like, yeah yeah so probably in like a year from now <laughs> we'll make it back to space but it, it will I'll happen know when you're down here yes definitely but this was so awesome thank you so so much for your time um Everybody else, I'm going to link all of Kaylee's information down below. You can connect with us at Rave Culture Cast on all of the platforms. Uh, and if you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Uh, and we will be back in two weeks with a new episode. Bye, guys.